Door Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat. It's Food Friday on 6.30 Chad. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Yummy. Doesn't matter if we're on the road, we still do Food Fridays, and it's great when we get visitors who come with us on the road. I know, and bring goodies, some whipped shortbread. Love this. We have a local cookbook author with us uh, sitting here at the Stollery Mighty Millions Dream Home. Uh, it's it's actually not a cookbook. It's called a bake book. This one's a bake book. There have it's been cookbooks book. in the past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is a bake book. And in so- fact, she has one of my favorite. She, huh? I have one of, one of my go-to books is from this author. So I'm really excited to have her here. We have Carlin Johnston here with her new Christmas cookbook, A Very Prairie Christmas Bake Book. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for bringing the treats. Uh, Stacy has referred to you a couple of times as the Kitchen Magpie. Where does that come from? Oh, uh, well, my nickname as a kid was Magpie. Okay. And as a lot of people know, I thrift, I collect shiny things, and then when it came time to do <laughs> a website, yep. sort of incorporating Kitchen and Magpie, a collection of recipes, and that was 14 years ago. That's an awesome brand. And an iconic Crazy. Edmonton bird. Yeah, yeah uh, right. also oh, that, yeah. right? Yeah. So. And very formal. Yeah. It's a lovely tuxedo. <laughs> All right. Why do you want to do a Christmas bake book? This is the one that I have been waiting uh, all of my food career to do. Okay. I love Christmas, but I always say you have to prove your chops with a couple of mainstream books that sell yeah. well. Mm. And then you can pitch your publisher and you can say, okay, it's Christmas book time. So they've always also known that I've wanted to do one. So I did your favorite book and that was The Prairie Table. Yes. That's your favorite one. And then Flapper Pie was my first. And then, you know, third time's a charm. Here's my Christmas one. I love that these are prairie-based, and why did you decide? I guess you do what you know or what you lived with as you grew up, or, or why so prairie-based? Uh, because the sentimental attachment to all of these, these are what my grandma's cooked, okay. my mom cooked, and there is definitely a reader base for this from, like, the sales of my last cookbook. Everybody loved the flapper pie. People still talk to me about it, and that's actually what started me on this journey of prairie food is I had posted it on Facebook one day, and it went viral because everybody everyone had sort of forgotten about flapper pie and they're like, oh wait, my grandma used to make this. And I'm like, hey, there is there is a little market here for prairie recipes and nostalgia. Uh, I know there's a lot of cookbooks on prairie recipes, but mine are filled with all the vintage joys. And if you look at this Christmas one, this is my thrifted vintage Christmas collection and it is full of eye candy. Well, we were doing that because uh, Stacey had it she was flipping through and uh, now suddenly it's like a little picture. I'm, I'm leaning over going, oh yeah, we had those. Oh, we had that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but I would have no idea how to make it. Well, I guess now I do. You do and the recipes are all really easy too and that's the other thing too. Uh, Christmas. That's, that's important. Christmas is a really busy time of year. Nobody should have to stress about baking. So mm-hmm. I've got some tips and tricks for a cookie exchange in there. I've outlined recipes that are uh, like a very high yield, uh, like the fruitcake cookies. Stacy, you would like those. Fruitcake I like cookies. fruitcake. I love you know, fruitcake. So the cookies are amazing, and it is a really high yield recipe, about six or seven dozen, and it's perfect for a cookie exchange because you can make it nut-free if you want. Those are actually a new favorite that are in my rotation now. After I developed those into one that I love, they're every year now, along with my gingerbread men and the whipped shortbread that I brought for you guys today. And what what are the most prairie recipes in here? Like, there's some... <laughs> 
fruit progies in here. And if anyone oh, who hasn't had Saskatoon progies, they blow your mind. Yeah, the Saskatoon progies are one of my favorite desserts, bar none. But also the pampushki, uh, my family calls them. There's different names, but they're fruit, they're prune-filled donuts. Yeah, in, in Poland, do you call them punchki? Oh, so very close. Yeah, like, very there's close. always a really close version. Uh, so they're prune-filled, and it sounds really old people, but they're no, fantastic. No, I remember those as a kid. I, yep. I don't know whether it was the old people who made them, but I thought they were pretty <laughs> darn good. They're amazing, and the best thing about that donut recipe is you can fill it with anything you want. So this summer, I'm going to try the Saskatoon, some Saskatoon filling oh. in those, the jelly donut dough, and I think those are going to be great. Uh, there are a few others. They just... Uh, classics uh, didn't necessarily have to be a, be a be a cultural one it was just literally uh, for me I think of it as farm food uh, I don't yep. know it's prairie and there's lots of urban people did the same thing but the, the, the classics like ambrosia salad or <laughs> <laughs> which I, is still my favorite salad in the world uh, oh. <laughs> is, is there's there's a most popular because it's not a just, salad that's what <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it a dessert. No salad. <laughs> it's a dessert salad it's, it's a middle of the meal dessert oh yeah it. it's so good what's the most popular is there something that just seems to ring a bell with lots of people that everybody dies, you know, just goes, oh yeah, we all did that. Whipped shortbread, yeah. or I think everyone here has had that Christmas pudding that has the shredded carrots and potatoes in it. No, I don't think I've had that. Or I, maybe no. I have, and I had no idea that there were, you put potatoes in. Yeah, shredded potatoes, shredded Christmas carrots, pudding. and I swear that's just prairie ingenuity using what we what have for got? root vegetables in the middle of winter. It's a classic recipe. I've talked to some people whose mothers canned it. They would make yeah. it and can it. I, that's what we had. We had it in sealer jars, oh, really? and I'd, we'd crack it yeah. off, and then uh, we'd, we'd have a choice of either a custard or a lemon sauce. It was like a, like a lemon syrupy loch. Yeah, and we have it with brown oh, sugar so sauce, good. or you can, you know, do a brandy sauce. But mm. Stacey, you're going to have to make it. You're missing out. Yeah, you got to <laughs> do so that. You do. So you put them in the jars, like you actually seal them yep. like you would any... You can. That's the old-fashioned way of doing it. Mine is just a single pudding okay. that you make in a bowl and you steam for a few hours. But For a few hours? Uh, yeah, it's wow. <laughs> low low steam yeah. and okay. it's a labor of love, but it's fantastic and you can't tell that there's vegetables in it. Look, there was a time or two I would sneak down to the cold room in the basement yeah. and I would take a spoon with me, crack open one of those jars, I was quite young at the time, and just sit in the corner and eat it. Oh. Just well, so you you are a prairie kid through and through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there you go. You have, when you talk about old school and vintage, you actually have a mousse salad in here as well, sort of like a, in a jello mold. Yeah. That is, that's bringing back the 70s, 100%. <laughs> oh, it is. And it's a cranberry mousse, so it fits for Christmas. Uh, and it is delicious as well. Uh, it was interesting that as it flipped through the bake book, there was also some drinks at the back. What's... I put my husband to work. So <laughs> Mike, also uh, known as Mr. Kitchen Magpie or Mr. Uh -huh. Magpie, in my last book, he did a cocktails chapter at the end, and it, it came across really well. Everyone loved it. There's a, a couple of go-tos in my household <laughs> oh, from your excellent. last book. Yep. So now he has uh, some classic Christmas ones. We also developed uh, an eggnog where you cook the eggs so that's safe for young children and okay. you know elderly people. And pregnant women. Yeah. And pregnant women. So the eggs are cooked in it, and it's actually really easy to make homemade eggnog now with that. And mulled wine with, with whiskey. whiskey in it. Oh, I that see, I, packs a punch. I had no idea you could mix, <laughs> is it actual wine and whiskey together? Yeah, this? red wine and whiskey, and it's fantastic. Well, they've mixed in my belly before, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know why it wouldn't work. Uh, it's very potent. Is it? Uh, yep. Yeah. As you can imagine. I'm definitely going to check that out. Let's talk 
a very um, controversial subject. Oh, should we save that for the after a break? Maybe we should we probably should. take a break and think of what we're controversy. Fruitcake. Yeah, controversy. <laughs> Pick your sides. It's time to go to war over a fruitcake. And we're going to dig into these whipped shortbread and talk about the difference between whipped and normal. <laughs> and more things to give away. That's coming up, too. Jeez, we got a lot. Back in a moment. This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Girl, I've been thinking about us, and you know I The 630 Chad free ticket window is now open. Call 780-496-0063 to win tickets to Blake Shelton. March 8th, 2024 at Rogers Place. 780-496-0063 to win from 630 Chad. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, Gary won our last set of tickets because we already gave away a a set of tickets to Blake Shelton a little bit earlier this morning. So Gary won those. Who's going to win these? ones. We'll let you know a little bit later on if you're calling in 780-496-0063. Jeff will be on the other end of the line and let you know if you win or not. Yeah, we're hanging out uh, here at uh, the Mighty Millions Lottery Show Home with Carlin Johnston. She is the author of a new Christmas cookbook, A Very Prairie Christmas Bake Book, and let's get to it, Fruitcake. You can make fruitcake that people like. Well, <laughs> that's a tough sell there for a lot are... of people. I love fruitcake. I'm just going to put that out there. So do I. Oh, okay. Last yep. several years, All I've day. grown accustomed to it. You put lots of booze on it, and you're really, they're, it's really good. You can't go wrong with it. Exactly. And I always like to say I married a fruitcake lover. Mr. Magpie also loves fruitcake, mm. so we are a fruitcake-loving household. There are some people you will never convert, though. Nope. It's and love it or fine. hate it. So yeah. don't. Just exactly. if you get a free one gifted to you, bring it to me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I will give it a very happy home. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, there's a light and a dark fruitcake. Uh, the light one has an apricot brandy, or you can use an apple brandy to soak it oh. Before Christmas, and, and then so my on auntie. One, I've had, sorry, I've had, on the light one, I've had a few of those, and they always seem way drier than the dark ones. How do you not have a dry light uh, Christmas cake? Oh, don't overbake it. For sure. Okay. And then you should, it's called, you know, seasoning it with the apple brandy or the oh, apple or apricot brandy. And you do that for a few weeks. In your fridge, you wrap it up with cheesecloth, and then you sprinkle some more brandy on, you wrap it up again. Okay. I've got the instructions in there. And that's how you end up with a really good fruitcake. Okay. So we should sure. be doing that right now. Yes. And I didn't get it to it this year. So. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I'm a little behind. So it is better if it is, you know, in being seasoned for a few weeks before Christmas. But I bet fruitcake in January tastes delicious, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. It'll be just mm-hmm. as good. Is fruitcake? Fruitcakes, is like, is there, there are different recipes, or is it all is it is it a pretty consistent classic recipe? I think everyone has their favorites. I mean, you need the fruits and the nuts, and yeah. then the brandy. There are people who store it in powdered sugar for like years. If you look, what? there is a fruitcake sort of thing going on, mm. a deep dark fruitcake society. <laughs> but there's a whole, if you really look it into lasts it, there's three years. Yeah, in, they store it in powdered sugar, wow. and there's all sorts of different methods. Like fruitcake is there's a history to oh, it. Cool. Oh, <laughs> you learn something new every the day. The historical significance of fruitcake right. on this morning. Can you put morning. something on fruitcake to make it more palatable for people who are not? Can uh, you put like an icing on it? I well, the, mar- the marzipan, but yeah. I don't. I tend not to go with that because we season it with alcohol. Yeah. Uh, okay. But actually, you can put if you don't drink alcohol, apple juice will also work for the light fruitcake. All right. It just gets that flavor and sweetness. Okay. Uh, you brought in some whipped shortbread. What's 
what does that mean? What's whipped shortbread and what is the normal shortbread? And is, is one easier than the other? I prefer the whipped shortbread because basically you whip it up with your mixer and then it turns lighter and airier. And fluffy. And fluffy, melts in your mouth. Super the more tasty. that you whip it, the lighter it is. So, so you Devo it. Whip it. Whip it good. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> Excellent reference. <laughs> it's a little early for those references, yeah, well, but... <laughs> welcome to this show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a lot of butter. Oh, tons of butter. Mm. Butter, flour, icing sugar. I don't use cornstarch in my recipe. Some do. Mm. This is just the classic one. Oh, and salted butter, always. So you spend how long developing these recipes? Oh, this one took me three years because I started during like sort of the lockdown and COVID mm-hmm. and I actually put it off a year because uh, there was no way I was getting my kids graduated and homeschooling <laughs> and doing a cookbook so we actually pushed this off a year so this might have been about three years total wow and yes. where can we find this cookbook I actually was in uh, Indigo yesterday saw it there signed copy in the St. Albert uh, Indigo where else can you find it uh, I'm going to be signing at Audrey's downtown and I'm going to go to Friesen Brothers and sign a bunch coming up here uh, Amazon everywhere you buy books Books. Basically, you, you should find a copy. All right. A very prairie Christmas bake book. Mm. Carlin Johnston, Love also it. known as the Kitchen Magpie. Really appreciate you coming in there. Yeah, Thank thanks. you so much for your treats. You're welcome. You thanks were so mad that your teenage son got into them, but there's, I don't know how many you expected us to eat. There was about a dozen and a half here. So Watch me. <laughs> Hold his beer. <laughs> Hold my beer. I'm having cookies. <laughs> All Lord. right.